Hello and welcome to Management for Startups. Management for Startups is about learning management in small teams, businesses and organisations between 2 to 50 people. My name is Cedric. This podcast is never longer than 15 minutes, so let's get started. Today, I want to talk about executive intent. And executive intent is this fancy way of saying communicating the intent behind uh, your instructions. It actually comes from the US Army. So in the US Army, there's this thing called commander intent. And when you're giving instructions in the army, you are expected to write out your instructions with a section called commander's intent. Um, The goal behind this uh, section is to communicate the overarching goals or, you know, the the context around which you're giving the instruction. For example, you know, if you're a uh, Marine Platoon Fire Squad Commander, uh, I'm not really familiar with the terminology, but say that you give instructions to your soldiers to go, a platoon of soldiers to go and try scouting out uh, information about the enemy's position, right? Um, and you actually, in your head, you don't want them to get the information at all costs. This is just a uh, attempt to get their information. But if you don't get the information, that's perfectly fine. You don't want to risk them being captured in any way. You don't even want to risk uh, them accidentally revealing the position of your troops, right? So you need to all, you need to communicate all of this in your instructions because if something unexpected happens like say uh, you know they stumble upon traces of the enemy advancing right what do they do or it rains or there's bad visibility because there's unexpected fog what should they do right Um, in in theory giving instructions is enough but of course in practice things go wrong things change you can't possibly imagine every single scenario every single event and so therefore you need to build a certain amount of ambiguity or uncertainty into your instructions so that when something unexpected happens uh, the people that you're giving instructions to will act in a way that you approve of and you expect and you might not you know agree with the specific sort of uh, uh, direction that they choose to take but you want to give instructions in a way that when they do take whatever course of action that they choose uh, it's still with in uh, the range of acceptable outcomes to you. Now, this is a common problem, I'm sure, for many of us in management. Uh, when you're giving instructions, sometimes you think you're re- it's really clear and then you check in a week later, uh, you violate the rules of delegation where you're supposed to check in more often when the subordinate is less experienced. And then you realize that you know the subordinate misunderstood your intent and had done something completely wrong and has gone, you know, they've gone completely off course and you've just wasted a week of your time. Um, and this, this, I'm sure if you're a manager, you would have, like, I, I often said that delegation is like the first brick wall that new managers, especially if you start out as an individual contributor where you don't have to care about the output of other people, it's the first thing that you, uh, sla- the first wall that you just slam into. Um, so what do you do? How do you get good at this, right? How do you uh, train yourself to become very good at giving instructions so that, yeah, you know, you, you might make mistakes, but the probability of failure goes down over time. The good news is that it is totally possible to do that, right? And the reason we know that it's totally possible to do that is because the army has a lot of motivation to get it right. Uh, the army of all the organizations need to, needs to make sure that all the way down from the top to the bottom of the of the command command line command chain chain of command sorry um, you do need to be able to give good instructions and so the the way that they train uh, platoon squad commanders and officers to give instructions in the U.S. Army is that they do they do this exercise. So what they do is they get the commander to write down instructions, 
and then the person administering this exercise then uh, comes up with a scenario or an unexpected uh, event that might occur during the execution of these orders. And then they get the subordinates uh, to write down what they would do in such an unexpected event. And then they ask the commander to write down what he expects his subordinates to do in such an unexpected event. And then they go back to the commander and show him uh, the exercise, the results of the exercise, and more often than not, in fact, around 70%, if I'm not mistaken, uh, of the time, subordinates will go like, you know, would say that, oh, we'll do this. And then the commander will be, why in the world would they do that? And the lesson here is to create this really fast feedback loop to tell the commanders that, hey, you know, you're not really good at communicating commander intent and you need to get better at this. So this exercise provides us with several clues. First of all, it's, it's an easy exercise. You can do it when you're giving instructions next time. Just uh, construct like some artificial uh, weird event or like artificial like random occurrence that might happen in the execution of this task and ask your subordinate right after you give instructions, like what will you do? Just to sort of sanity check that your subordinate will take a course of action that's acceptable to you. I mean, that would result in an outcome that is acceptable to you. Remember, the goal here is not to micromanage. The goal here is not to disagree with the outcome, I mean, sorry, with the course of action they choose, if the outcome is acceptable to you or lies within the range of acceptable outcomes, accept it, even if you might not agree with the methods uh, that your subordinate chooses to achieve the goal. Um, now, despite the test being, you know, a good exercise for you to test yourself and a good sanity check when you're giving instructions, how do you actually improve your commander's intent? Commander's intent, I think some of you right now would be listening to this and go like, you know, if you have had some experience in giving instructions, you would say, oh, the simple solution here is to explain why. Don't just tell them what to do. Explain why you want them to do it. And that is directionally correct. That is true. Uh, it, it is certainly better than just giving pure what or how instructions, but it's not the only thing that you have to think about. For instance, let's say that you know, you're giving someone instructions to go buy some part that you need for your company's operations. And let's say that they decide to go to the hardware store around the corner, but you know from long and painful experience that that hardware store uh, is often crowded at this time of the day. Um, now, in your instructions, you should say, go to the hardware store because it's really near, but then like, if you see a really long queue, which is which I expect there to be a really long queue, then skip it entirely and try the supermarket first, right? The supermarket is like, maybe 30 minutes away, you have to use a car, but uh, make this judgment because I've often, because you as a so manager uh, giving instructions have had the painful experience of being stuck in a queue at that hardware store for an hour. Um, and so you tell your subordinate it is, and this is extra information. This is not just pure what. This is like sort of, this is these are your priorities, and these are the considerations that I have in giving you these instructions based on my superior experience. But it's not exactly explaining why. Um, explaining why is important. Don't get me wrong, right? Like if you're asking your subordinate to get the part, like say you're asking him to get glue for something, um, and you didn't explain that the glue is actually for uh, industrial equipment, he might go out and get like simple furniture glue or a simple easy stick, easy glue sticks, right? Which is for paper and that's totally not what you want. So explaining why you want the glue and what it's for and what are the considerations you have is certainly part of giving a good instructions, but it's not enough. And another thing you can consider is, um, this is especially true in the army, is to give anti-goals, right? To sort of say like, I want you to go get information uh, on the enemy position, but 
under no circumstances, zero circumstances, should you ever engage in an enemy. And this, in this particular case, the commander doesn't want to put his troops at risk at all. In fact, he doesn't even want his troops to engage with the enemy until he has a better idea of the overall battlefield situation. And so in, in, in his commander intent, um, the instructions are to find information, but he includes this clause to say that an anti-goal of his is to make sure that they never engage with the enemy. And similarly, that's something that you can consider. Now, how to get good at this? There is a formula. I'm not going to go into the academic theory behind it. This is primarily actually uh, conducted by researchers that the army pays to come in and study uh, better ways of giving instructions, better ways of evaluating and training commander intent. Um, but the simplified version that every manager can use is to ask five questions. And so these questions were developed by Carl Weick in 1983. And the simplified version goes like this, and it captures most of the elements that goes into a good commander intent statement. Um, number one is, here's what I think we're facing. Number two, you say, here's what I think we should do. Which This is the plan. This is what most people focus on. Um, but it's not the only thing. Number three, here's why. Number four, here's what we should keep our eye on. These are considerations and things to watch out for, like, you know, the example with this, the hardware store. If it's crowded, go to the supermarket. And number five, now talk to me. Like, if any questions, do you have any uh, uh, things that are ambiguities uh, that you're not clear about? Um, and this is the time, obviously, as a manager, you should run a quick sanity check and ask them, if this weird random scenario that you've just thought of happens, what will you do? This is the core of a good commander statement. And the reason why it's good is because you explain the surrounding context, you explain the instructions, which, you know, as I've mentioned before, the main trap that most new managers and inexperienced or bad commanders uh, would do is to just fall into detailing the plan in great you know, exacting instructional detail. Um, and But that's not enough. There's just one of five components. Then the next thing is you have to explain why, you have to explain the considerations and constraints and the context. And lastly, you open up the floor for clarification of details. Um, after you sort of just take into account these five things, in fact, you can just use it as a template and be a formula, right? They just say like, uh, go through one by one, like here's what I think we face, uh, here's what I think we should do, here's why, here's what we should keep our eye on, and now talk to me. You can totally just use this template and probably see and mark improvement in your uh, executive intent communication when you're delegating, right, to people. Um, but the second step is when you are creating these statements, uh, whether it's written down instructions or, you know, you're just giving instructions to a subordinate when you're delegating, you should keep in mind that you shouldn't give too much information. So the danger when you're giving context is that you give too much context and this uh, overwhelming amount of information obscures what's truly important. So for example, if in the case of the uh, com Battlefield commander who wants uh, to establishes that an anti-goal is to never under any circumstance engage with the enemy, if he puts that single sentence in a deluge of uh, surrounding context and explanations and stories, right? Like people listening to him wouldn't pick out the, 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 the important point that they should never engage with the enemy you need to strike a balance between too much information and this obscures the important points versus too little information and they don't have enough context to act in a way that you want them to act. And this is an art, but then I've just given you the exercise that you need to do that you can use in your day-to-day -day practice to get better at this. 
And so that's the second thing you have to consider when you're practicing, put this into practice, but keep in mind that you want to, you know, get a right feel of balance between too much information and too little information. And then finally, the third step is to verify that you're getting better by checking against uh, random events, you know, you construct random events that might happen, uh, throw them out with your subordinates as a sanity check. And remember, the goal is not 100% uh, clarity. I think that's impossible. But what you can do is definitely you can improve. And over time, you can sort of just mark events in your calendar to say, pause and check. Am I getting better in this skill? Because this is certainly a skill that you're going to use every single day if you're a manager, right? And so I am quite confident that with this sort of exercise and with these considerations, you can improve. Now, um, that's pretty much it for this uh, podcast. I know I'm sort of irregular with my podcast episodes these days, but that's because I've been traveling. I've been working on Keep Your People, which is the book. Uh, speaking of books, this this idea is from Gary Klein's book, uh, Sources of Power and Power of Intuition. Both books have a specific chapter dealing with this exact issue. Um, power of intuition, it's it's called executive intent. And Sorry, um, yeah, power of intuition is called executive intent. It talks about these techniques to implement and get better at communicating intent in the business world. Um, and sources of power documents clients' work along with the results from other psychologists that the army has hired to try to work out this framework. And it's called the power to read minds. Because if you think about it, you are gaining the ability to create telepathy. <laughs> or rather like, you know, to help your subordinates learn to read your mind, understand your intent, and act as you would to achieve outcomes that you want when they're executing your instructions. Anyway, that's it for this week. Uh, I'm not sure whether I'm going to be traveling next week as well, so I'm hopefully I can record a podcast before I fly. Um, but if so, I'll see you the week after. Cedric out. <laughs>